Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands in Monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone. It is your boy. It is Memphis at DWZ Memphis, and thank you for listening to the Dynasty War Zone. I am going to have to edit this bullshit out. What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on tonight's show, a little solo mission. No Jera. Jera's got the night off. But uh, we're going to look at the 2022 offseason. I know what you're thinking. Damn, Memphis, we just finished... We just finished the 2021 offseason. We've not even got to the 2021 regular season yet. Exactly. And this is our opportunity to start looking ahead a little bit. You know, it's June. Not a lot going on. So so let's jump into some 2022. See if we can get, if we can get a little bit ahead of our league mates. So real quick, we do have the very elusive Scott Fishbowl 11 giveaway. And this is a very rare opportunity, a very, very rare opportunity for a triple win. What is a triple win? Well, you could win the golden ticket. You could win the fast pass. You could win the admit one into the greatest fantasy football tournament in the world today, the Scott Fishbowl 11th edition with the man himself at scottfish Twenty Four. Uh, the kids and the families win because the Scott Fish Bowl and all of its subsidiaries continues to grow and grow. 
the crew at the SFB, you know, they'll donate over, man, I've got to estimate it between 100 and 150K if I had to guess this year. I know that John Bosch and the Eliminator series is over like 40 some odd thousand. Uh, obviously, the money that will be donated during the startup time of the Scott Fishbowl, as well as all the other stuff from the Scott Fishbowl Potathon, it's huge, man. And all this money, all of this money goes back to help people and kids and stuff at Christmas, a most important time of the year. If you've never seen the story on Scott, go to his pinned tweet. You will see what a magnificent effort and what a magnificent reward that it is for the fantasy community to be able to do this. And then we win. The Dynasty Warzone wins because your ratings and reviews and subscriptions help more people find us. More subs and more reviews push us up the algorithm when people search Dynasty for podcast on you know iTunes or whatever. And it helps push us up when you search Dynasty Fantasy Football on YouTube. So all you got to do is leave a review on iTunes and or anywhere really that will allow you to do a podcast review and in the review leave your twitter handle or email addy you leave one of those two for me so i can get a hold of you we're going to draw next tuesday night live on the dynasty war zone with my co-host with jerry and you can also subscribe over on youtube with notifications turned on when you do that i get an email alert saying that so and so has signed up and i'm just creating a list Next week, I'm going to dump all the names in the list. We're going to spin the wheel O names. Someone's going to get drawn. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to get your name and email address over to Scott Fish. And one lucky person is going to get that entry. And uh, that's all thanks to five-star reviews. And I do want to read a couple. We're up over 210. Thank you so much. And guys, I know thousands of people listen to this podcast. I know because I'm a numbers nerd. And I stare at the number of downloads every time we do a show. So I know how many people listen. You got to jump on there. You got to get involved so we can get you a chance to win a Scott Fishbowl, uh, you know, drawing next Tuesday night. Uh, I do want to read a couple real quick. And the first one is great info and dynasty tips covering all aspects of fantasy and backed up by solid facts and stats. Any podcast the Aussie guys appear on is worth listening to. And that is from Cathal41 from Great Britain. Damn it, do I love international listeners. Man, I think it's awesome that people not from America love American football and love playing Dynasty Fantasy football. I think it's cool as hell. I think it's absolutely awesome. So Cathal, hope I pronounced that correctly. Thank you for your review. And here was one from Dinosaur Pete that Jerry loved last week. If you like fantasy football and dislike black olives, you're in the right place. Memphis and friends will keep you informed. Thank you, Dinosaur Pete. And remember, guys, the uh, YouTube, the Sundays on the regular season of the NFL, we're going to be doing the Sunday football shit show. Uh, we're going to cover everything. We're going to do DFS, start sits, gambling totals, sides, player props, trades. It'll be 90 minutes of football shit show every Sunday during the regular season from 11.30 a.m. Eastern until 1 p.m. at kickoff, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. You will get in on that action if you just subscribe over at YouTube on top. Not only will you not miss a show, but you'll get that Scott Fishbowl uh, entry into that drawing. Last thing, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. We are still, 
and I, I use that term strongly, still wrapping up Patron 11, the auction edition, and I think that thing will probably last until who knows how long that thing will last, but it's a lot of fun. I do like the auction feature over at Sleeper, and there's there's word of Patron 12 during the, the, the summer week of July 4th, as uh, I will be off work that week, and I will have time to jump into that. And we're talking about maybe doing live draft via Zoom. If you want to get all the details, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, get signed up, or or just simply slide my DMs, and uh, I can answer some of those questions. Again, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So here we go. We're going to jump into a couple of guys. So the whole genesis of this show is, you know, it's June. And with the exception of maybe a Julio Jones trade or an Aaron Rodgers trade or a Zach Ertz trade, obviously Jerry and I covered all those on the Wednesday show. With the exception of that and a little bit of a rookie voluntary mini camp, and then there'll be the three-day mandatory mini camp coming up. With the exception of that, there's not a lot going on. There's some buzz about Antonio Gibson's toe and how many carries DeAndre Swift is going to get. But the news has slowed down. You've done your rookie drafts for the most part. You've done your startup season. Right now is supposed to be the time where everybody else takes their foot off the accelerator, puts it in cruise control, and just coasts until we get to camp in July. I've never looked at it that way. I have never thought to myself, man, I'm just going to coast. Now, I won't get too deep into this. This was Part of this was a, a combination of what I covered on this week's Dynasty War Zones Masterclass. That's the strategy pod I do only over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty War Zone. Kind of more of the whys and hows behind what we're doing here at the, the Dynasty War Zone from a strategy standpoint. But it got me thinking, man. Um, 2021's over. I mean, I've said this before. It's it's done. At this point now, your Dynasty rosters, I mean, you can still make some trades here or there. But for the most part, it's redraft time, basically. I mean, your your team is a redraft team. The team is drafted. You know who you have. Um, again, obviously you can make some trades, but, you know, it, it, it's kind of slow. So how do you make a dynasty roster better when, you know, a lot of our league mates go into hibernation. They shut down for the month of June. You know, most of our league chats don't even get going again until... You know, around the start of camp, you start seeing people break out. You start seeing uh, the rookies flash. You see who's gelling in camp, new faces in new places, stuff like that. And, and, and that'll wake up some league chats. And, and that's one of the best things about the Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone is the group chat. I mean, we've had days where a couple of hundred messages. If you're into active group chats, we certainly have one. Uh, but but in your normal league, just your, your 12, 10, 16, whatever GMs in the league, you know, this is the time of year where that thing goes pretty dormant, gets pretty quiet. So obviously you like football. So, so what can we be doing? And one of the things that I was talking about was looking at 20, 22 free agents. And I actually tweeted something out about this on Thursday uh, about the tight end group. I'm going to get into some names here in, in just a second, but it's never too early to look at your rosters, players you roster, and what's their long-term career arc, especially as it relates to the next two to three years, and how does that career arc 
tie into what you're doing as a dynasty GM. Uh, one of the examples I used on the Patreon was Devontae Adams. If you're in a rebuild or you're not a contender, does a piece like Devontae Adams tie into what your goals are? Does your roster reflect the goals of that roster? And a lot of times the answer is no, or a lot of times you didn't know or you haven't done the work. For more of the impact of that behind the scenes, um, that's a patron podcast and you can check that out. But when I was reviewing this for the patrons, I, I saw some interesting names that are going to be free agents in 2022 that I, I, I think that I'll be interested in trying to either scoop up or move off of uh, right now. Now's a great time. Depends on my roster. It, it might be roster specific, but in a vacuum, a couple of guys that I've been looking to acquire at the QB position who will both be free agents. Now, one guy I think it'll have a big impact on. The other, not so much. First guy is Jacoby Brissett. And if I can get Jacoby Brissett, or I already have him, man, 17-game uh, season, two has had two, they're called tightrope procedures, but he's had two procedures, on one on each ankle, and then obviously the hip, as well as being benched a couple of times last year for, for poor play. Came out this week in, uh, in rookie camp or mini camp or whatever the hell you want to call it, voluntary whatever camp. It came out that he basically said he wasn't prepared last year. He didn't have a good grasp of the playbook. He struggled with picking up things at the line of scrimmage. And, and good for him. A lot of times we bash these guys for, for being honest. And he was just being honest. He was just telling us you know, what his struggles were. But this is a team that has spent a lot of money. Uh, obviously, they want to see what they have in, in, in uh, Tua. But it would not surprise me at all if Jacoby Brissett was forced to play anywhere from one to three games, maybe even more, in 2021. And if that happens, then you can 2x. You can 3x your value on Jacoby Brissett. So his name is being brought up not so much from a 2022 offseason free agency type move, but really just more of a move that could potentially help you. Now, now Tua could come out and he could set the world on fire and he could be a badass and he could smash in 2021, but that's not guaranteed. That's not guaranteed at all. I mean, his bag is supposed to be, you know, accuracy, work in the middle of the field, and per pro football focus, he was the most inefficient QB in the league at throwing the ball in the middle of the field. So Tua's kind of, you know, he could go this way, he could go that way. But I don't mind having Jacoby Brissett because, uh, man, I, I just think that he could uh, he could play some games and I could flip him later in the offseason. And like I said, 2x, 3x my current investment on Jacoby Brissett. Next guy, uh, an old favorite, Mitch Trubisky. Now, Mitch signed a one-year deal to be the backup in Buffalo. But it goes deeper than that for me. You know, I've always been a bit of a believer in Mitch. Uh, I thought Mitch's statistics for from his first three years versus Josh Allen's first two weren't that different overall. And I think it'll be good for Mitch the same way that we thought it was good for Jameis Winston to go to New Orleans and learn from Drew Brees. Now, Josh Allen doesn't have the 20 years of quarterbacking experience to share with Mitch Trubisky the way that Drew Brees did with Jameis, but Josh Allen can 
help Mitch see the way that he improved from year two to year three. And if anything happens to Josh Allen, remember, he plays a very aggressive style of football. We've seen him leapfrog guys. We've seen him hurdle guys. We've seen him smash into guys. There was a couple of times in 2020 where Josh Allen had to come off the field. Now, luckily, they were minor injury scares. But if anything happens to Josh Allen, the value of a Mitch Trubisky goes way up. So let's say Josh Allen misses two games. And Mitch comes in and plays very well, plays very admirably, the way that Teddy Bridgewater did a couple of years ago in relief of, of Drew Brees. And Teddy has since turned that into a bit of a minor career resurrection, where Teddy you know, went on to sign a free agent deal with Carolina, then he wound up getting traded to Denver, looks like he could be the starter this year. You know, what if, what if Pittsburgh, you know, what if Pittsburgh wants to take a flyer on Mitch Trubisky in 2022? Not the craziest thing you've ever heard. A lot of those teams that'll finish in the middle this year that will finish in picks 16 through 24 in the NFL, in the NFL draft, they're not going to have the draft capital or they're not going to want to go up and get one of these quarterbacks in the 2022 class. Maybe they see a guy like Mitch Trubisky as a bridge. So Mitch Trubisky has a couple of different ways with being a pending free agent and being the backup on a very good offense that has helped another young, inaccurate quarterback that we thought had some issues. And maybe Mitch is there to learn. So Mitch is a guy that, you know, if I can get him thrown in on the back end of a deal, uh, again, a Josh Allen team in Dynasty is probably going to be in contention for something. And if he goes down and you're holding that that piece, you can either A, plug Mitch into your rosters, or or you can flip him for a, a, a significant increase to that other GM. So those are the couple of the quarterbacks that I was looking at. Uh, I'm going to give you a list of running backs that I would consider trading, depending on your roster. Again, if you're a contender, you or if you're not a contender, you got to think through how do these guys fit on my on my roster. I'm going to talk about them in a vacuum. So Melvin Gordon, uh, he'll be 29 years old during the 2022 season. Currently 28. It feels like Melvin's been around forever, but he came out in that 2015 class, I believe. That sounds right. I think it's 2015. With uh, I think that's the same class as Zeke and Derrick Henry, but 29, been in the league a long time, a lot of miles on that guy, and he's on the last year of his deal, and I think the Broncos traded up to get JV and Williams for, excuse me, Javante Williams, not J- I combined JV on Hawkins and uh, Javante Williams into one guy, JV and Williams, but Javante Williams is obviously the future in Denver. So, you know, you're, you're looking to move that Melgo. Maybe you don't move him right now, but you know he's going to be a free agent. The 2022 running back class looks considerably more promising than this year's running back class. So the NCAA is going to give us another three, five, six, maybe more running backs next year. And it feels like Melvin Gordon's going to be a, a guy as an aging veteran, a 29-year-old next year, that'll have a tough time finding a job. And if he does, it'll be a one-year job. And that one year, unless he goes to the Houston Texans, how they're signing all the old dudes. Melvin Ingram, excuse me, uh, Mark Ingram, Melvin Ingram plays for the 
for the Chargers if they resigned him. Uh, David Johnson, Rex Burkhead. So maybe maybe that's a good spot spot for Melgo next year, but makes me awful nervous. Now I think he'll get off to a decent start, uh, especially if Javante Williams struggles with pass pro in either the preseason or in camp. But he's a guy, you know, knowing what's coming up in the next 12 months, he still has a little value. I mentioned on the trade show the other night, I traded him for Zach Moss. The time to get Melgo off of your roster permanently is now. I think even as a contender, I, I, could, I could get where maybe you could talk yourself into it, but not for me. Uh, next guy, Leonard Fournette will be 27 and a free agent. Basically everything I said about... Melvin Gordon, except he's got a Super Bowl ring. Now, same thing as Melvin. He could get off to a nice, decent start. They didn't bring in a ton of competition. They did bring in Giovanni Bernard and his mustache and his quads. Those quads are quite nice, but I feel like this this is the last run for, for Leonard Fournette and any real value in Dynasty. Might be a guy you have to wait and move in season, uh, if he gets off to a good game or two, but don't wait too long. The longer you wait, the more you hesitate, the more likely it is that he turns to dust. Um, I'll work on some some valuations that I'll be looking to get for these guys, but i got to say if your rookie draft hasn't went and you can get a second for these guys, especially in Superflex tight end premium, they're gone. Next guy, same thing, even older, but we're going to not only do that, but we're going to tack on injury issues. That is Raheem Mostert. He's 29 this year. He'll be 30 next year, and he's going to be a free agent next offseason. Again, uh, was really more of a special teamer. Had bounced around to like six, eight, nine teams, something like that. Finally landed in San Francisco. Uh, when he plays, he's pretty good. It's a good offense for him, but they drafted Trey Sermon. They brought in another rookie running back. Uh, Jeff Wilson and his knee, uh, not gonna not gonna be playing many games. Uh, his time frame was six to four to six months, and I've heard that it will be much closer to the six than the four. So you're looking at November, December. Uh, Raheem Mostert is going to give you a nice sell opportunity coming out of the gate. Double that if Trey Lance is the starter in the first few weeks, you could see some explosive games. That's the opportunity. You know, you're going to find that sell window. You know a veteran's going to go down. You know someone's going to lose a uh, a stud starter. Happens every year. Saquon Barkley last year. It sucks. It absolutely sucks, but someone's going to go down. And one of these three guys, Melvin Gordon, uh, Fournette, Mostert, they're going to have value, and, and that's your window. The last guy, the biggest name on this list, and probably one of the bigger names I'm going to talk about on this show, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is going to be a free agent next year. Now, could Cleveland sign him? Absolutely. But Cleveland, you know, this is, again, I've mentioned this before on the show, this is the curse of drafting really, really well. That Cleveland's got a lot of dudes to pay. They've paid Miles Garrett. They've got to make a decision on Baker, Denzel Ward. Other players are coming up in free agency in Cleveland. And will they have the money to pay Todd? Uh, excuse me, uh, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon money, or Dalvin Cook money, or Alvin Kamara money? Maybe, maybe they can find it, or maybe they let him walk. Now he could walk to a better situation, but I don't know. Run first team. Uh, they they lighten the workload. 
but, but he'll be 26 heading into 27. He's kind of at that age apex for a running back. If you're a contender, you're holding on to, to Nick Chubb. But you got to ask yourself, if you're in the middle of a rebuild, or maybe you're a season away from being a season away, by the time that season that's a season away is here, Nick Chubb's 27, 28. And then he's thought of like the Melvin Gordons and the Leonard Fournettes of the world. Again, this is not a this is dynasty. And you've got to look to maximize these windows. So this is where you got to look at your roster. Hey, w- what's his space in my roster? What's he going to be when this roster is competing? And make those decisions. Uh, and then a couple of guys I, I don't mind buying because they're cheap values. Now, they'll both be 27 next year. So that means, hello math, is they're, they're 26 this year. And that's Philip Lindsay. He's the baby of that crew in Houston. And then Gus Edwards. I love Gus Edwards. I love seeing all the efficiency metrics and numbers that validate him as a solid option. And he's a guy that not only could he potentially help you this year, and if a J.K. Dobbins were to go down, but he's a guy who I feel like due to his age and his efficiency and his production, if he hits the open market next year and maybe signs a one-year prove-it deal with an Atlanta, sky's the limit. Maybe the Chargers decide that you know Austin Eckler's done and they're going to move on or they're going to bring in a guy like Gus Edwards. Again, you're buying equity. I got Gus Edwards as a throw-in on a trade recently, and I love, absolutely love Gus Edwards. I like, I like Philip Lindsay. He is going to be, I think he'll end up being the majority snap, uh, snap taker, the guy with the most snaps in Houston, when the season's all said and done, uh, I think I think he'll be the star. Do I think he'll be what he was as a rookie where he broke out of nowhere? No, probably not. But I do think that he is a guy that that has a lot of upside. So I'm, I'm going to go around the horn real quick with some wide receivers and some tight ends. I'm uh, not going to play the hate brand commercial till the end of the pod. But make sure you stick around. Uh, the guys over at Hate Brand, they have their Is It Worth the Squeeze line coming out. It's a tie-dye line. It's a nice summer line. Uh, looks good for, you know, like hiking or, you know, hanging out at the beach, hanging out at the pool. And it has a good meaning. You know, it's same thing with Dynasty Fantasy Football. Is the effort worth the squeeze? And it's a cool-looking shirt. So head over to thehviii.com. You see something you like, you use promo code MEMPHIS. Bada-boom, bada-bam. You get something nice, and you support the podcast. So I'm going to jump into some of these wide receivers. Some of these guys I'm looking to move. Some of these guys I am looking to buy. So Allen Robinson. Now, he's a weird 29-year-old buy for me who's going to be a free agent. I can't see the Bears slapping a third franchise tag on this guy. I just can't do it. I just cannot do it. Uh, that would be something like 20-some-odd million dollars. And he could actually pick the team he wants to go to. Now, he may want to stay in Chicago. He may fall in love with playing with uh, Justin Fields. The Bears may be able to afford to sign him to a lucrative yet short-term contract. Think like a three-year deal um, with a lot of guaranteed money up front. Similar to what Julio Jones is starting right now, but with maybe not that much money in there. Maybe like three years, $50 million, as opposed to three years, $66 million. And because that's what you get to do when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal. 
But if not, Allen Robinson could wind up in a spot like L.A. with the Chargers. He could wind up with the Colts, who could lose T.Y. Uh, T. Hilton in the offseason. He'll be 33. He's actually a free agent next year as well. He signed a one-year deal. There's a lot of spots that, that Allen Robinson, even at 29, could land. And he could be a solid asset. And he's going to get that stigma. We talked about it earlier with the running backs. He's going to get hit with that scarlet letter of being 29. It, it happened to a lot of guys. It happened to DeAndre Hopkins last year. So can still be extremely productive for your dynasty roster, especially on a contender, but not so much on a rebuild. Uh, Chris Godwin, I love everywhere. He'll only be 26 next year. I can't see the Bucks being able to afford to franchise tag him a second time. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. We'll see what they do with Mike Evans. Uh, they'll have to move some money around. But if there's a guy that, as a Colts fan, I would love to see Carson Wentz ball out. And instead of trading for like a 32-year-old Julio Jones, I would much rather them use that cap space to get a guy who's going to be 26, hitting his prime like Chris Godwin. A couple other names in the wide receiver group. Mike Williams with the Chargers. He'll be 28. Uh, you're not going to get much for him. And because you're not going to get much for him, he won't cost much to acquire. So Mike Williams is, is a cheap guy that I would love to throw in on the back end of a trade because his current GM might not really care. And you might get a little bit of uh, roster usage next year. Maybe he gives you a decent year, even this year. 2021's not even started yet. And the same with DJ Chark. I think a lot of people are down on DJ Chark. And for somewhat good reason. They brought in Daryl Bevel to be the OC. And he has ties to Marvin Jones, formerly of the Lions as recently as last year. A lot of people high on LaVisca. They're going to use Travis uh, Etienne in the passing game. So how many balls are going to be able to go around? But what, what if DJ Chark winds up in Indy? He'll only be 26 years old next year, and a lot of people are leaving him for dead. You might as well go ahead and see what it costs to acquire him now. If he pans out and you use him a couple of times in 2021, it's a bonus because you want to see him hit the open market. You want to see him land with a team that's going to use him. I know a lot of GMs felt that way about Curtis Samuel, and I know a lot of people are hoping that Curtis Samuel gets optimized and maximized with uh, Ryan Fitzmagic in Washington. So we'll find out. And then Devontae Adams. I, I did put Will Fuller's name on here, but you're not getting much for Will Fuller. I'm not buying Will Fuller. He's a, a walking injury, and now he's got a PED suspension, and he'll be 28. I, I get what he can do. I would just, I would much rather be happy to sell or wait to sell. Uh, but Devontae Adams turns 29 this year in season, so next year technically that's his age 30 season, but he'll be going into his age 29 season. I mean, the guy's a baller, but what happens when, d does he follow Aaron Rodgers? It's that Aaron Rodgers gets traded. Is Jordan Love his quarterback? Does he get the volume? A, a lot of unanswered questions all of a sudden come to the surface, and you know how the dynasty world, Twitter, podcast, content providers, you know what they're going to do to Devontae's his value. They're going to beat it up. They're going to kick. They're going to kick it in the junk, and they're going to drive the value down. So, if you want to maximize, you're not a contender, and this is up to you. You got to ask yourself: Is this roster good enough to win this year? If the answer is yes, then then you keep him. If the answer is honestly no, or eh, maybe if you have to squint 
If you have to squint at a roster and be like, hmm, the answer is probably no. If it's not fuck yeah, it's probably hell no. So be honest with yourself when you're evaluating your roster. And remember, there's nothing wrong with getting out a year too early than a year too late. All right, talk about the tight end. It's going to be a big group. Now, some of these guys could resign. Some of these guys could be street-free agents. But Zach Ertz, 32. Gerald Everett will be some sort of a free agent again next year. Mike Gusecki. Dallas Goddard, 27-year-old free agent next year, going into his age 27 season. Mark Andrews going into his age 26. Evan Ingram going into his age 28. Logan Thomas going into his age 31. Now, there's some sneaky values out there. Uh, Mike Gusecki comes to mind. I'll be curious to see how his touch squeeze is implemented this year. Is he going to get the same volume he did last year when they added Jalen Waddle? when they added Will Fuller? Is Tua going to maximize him? Is he going to be the guy we saw in the Buffalo game? Or is he going to be the, in the guy who we saw in some other games? Is he going to be very erratic? Could he be a guy who winds up in an offense that's absolutely electric? And I don't want to put everybody on the Chargers, but that's an ascending offense. You know, what What if Trey McKitty is just a rookie camp body who never shows anything? Jared Cook's like 34, 35 years old. What if he's Jared Cooked instead of Jared Cooks and the team decides to, to move in a different direction? That's value for you. So th- those are some names. I, I think Mark Andrews gets re-signed in Baltimore. Evan Ingram... You know, that's up to you. Again, these guys are going to be free agents. And like Logan Thomas, can he recapture his magic from 2020 with Alex Smith, the check down king? Is Fitzmagic going to give him as much volume as Alex Smith did? He's going to be a 31-year-old free free agent this time next year. You know, in tight end premium leagues, if you got Logan Thomas basically for free, and you've got a league mate who maybe in season loses a tight end to injury, or you have the opportunity to move him to a weak tight end group, and and you can cash out for a premium. Now is a great time. And now is a great time to remember, it's never too early to look ahead. Uh, Your your league mates aren't thinking like this. You're one of the best dynasty gamers in the world because you're out here consuming content, supporting this show. Remember, If you want that opportunity to get a ticket, a drawing, not really a ticket, like a cyber ticket, you want to be in the drawing on Tuesday night to win a spot in the Scott Fishbowl, then I need you to head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts that will also allow you to do a review. Do a review, put your name, put your Twitter handle, put your email address in the comments so that I can find you. You can also subscribe with notifications turned on over at the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel, and we'll give you a crack at a Scott Fishbowl ticket. Uh, You'll be one of many, and we'll do that live next Tuesday. You can also hear the results next Wednesday here on the Dynasty Warzone. So I apologize, no contractor this week. My guest is moving, and we couldn't get our schedules to line up, but he is booked for Monday. We're going to record it on Monday for a Friday release. We'll have a guest on this week to talk about a different phase of fantasy football on the Dynasty Warzone. Don't know what Jake and Kyle have cooking up over at the FF SmackDown. And we'll see what uh, what Dallas has for us coming back from his graduation celebration. 
but I want to say thank you guys. I want to thank you for all the downloads, all the support, all the growth here of the DWZ. Without your ratings, your reviews, your subs, supporting our sponsors, we can't make this thing keep going. But this thing's going, and this thing's growing, and it's all because of you. So thank you, and until next time, remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll talk to you on Monday for the Rookie Rundown. All right, I'm going to take a second time out and do a little word for our friends over at Hate Brand Goods. Now, this is the home of the goat shorts. If you go to Hate Brand Goods, that is the H-V-I-I-I.com, and just search their goat shorts. Those are the bomb. You see so many people right now on Twitter tweeting hashtag FFFitClub. When you see me tweet that, the shorts that I am wearing are hate brand goat shorts. They've got floral. They've got unique designs in the goat shorts, as well as, you know, they have your basic black and, and some solid colors in there too, as well as other stuff, man. They've got joggers. They've just released a new tie-dye collection and so much more. And what is hate brand goods? Hate brand goods is the apparel company of Matt Vincent. Matt is a former two-time world champion in the Highland Games. That's the Scottish Highland Games. And he was a collegiate thrower at LSU. He's also one of the most unique people to follow on Instagram because he's a really, really good dude. And he's helping people get fit in his own unique way. One of the personal go-tos of me personally. So if you stick around at the end of this podcast, just as we go off the air, there'll be a little you know, minute or two of, of Matt telling us about the meaning behind hate brand. And if you go to theHVIII.com and use promo code MEMPHIS, that's MEMPHIS at checkout, you will save some money if you purchase anything. Again, the goat shorts, the joggers, the t-shirts, the unique collections. If you're looking for something really cool to rock this spring and summer, look no further than hatebrand.com. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family.